0: Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver. Christy will be joining us momentarily. We are here this morning because there is court for the Daybell case. So we're just waiting for that to go live over on uh Judge Boyce's Facebook page and then we'll stream it in here. So hopefully it doesn't take too long. You know how these things can go with the uh, you know with the court. So we're just waiting for that to come up. Uh, yeah, so that's it. This is their last trip to court. Hey Salty, this is their last trip to court before next week. They have court on Tuesday and Wednesday. They actually are scheduled out all day, on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, arguing the change of venue. So that will be interesting. Uh, If you were with us last night, we talked a little more about this, the change of venue. Uh, We learned some things we didn't know that we thought were worth passing along. Um, We have it on good authority that the... uh, We thought that they would change it to Ada County. We figured that they would probably move this case to Ada County because that is the county seat uh, or or the state, not the county seat. That's the uh, state capital. That's by far the biggest uh, area around here, you know, to get a better jury pool. Uh, What we learned, though, is that Ada County uh, is fully intending to say, no, they don't want it. We didn't know they could do that. (laughs) But here's the thing. This is going to be astronomically expensive, as I'm sure that uh, you know as well. And because of that, nobody wants it. Right? Well, hello. Hello. I'm (laughs) here. Nobody wants it because it's too expensive. And, you know, not only is it going to cost an enormous amount of money, but it will take Who knows? Weeks, perhaps, you know,
1: weeks and weeks, probably.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the extra security, because this is an international case at this point, as far as, uh, you know, the public is concerned. Anyway, so Ada County is saying they don't want it. And what we're hearing is that it's likely that all counties are going to say they don't want it.
1: Right. There's going to be a real problem with who's going to pay for this.
0: Mm hmm. Well, you know, you have to understand Fremont County is, it's a large county with a tiny population. Right. They cannot afford this, you no. know.
1: No, they can't. And and so no matter where this, this uh, trial is held, we don't know how it's going to get paid for. Yeah. So we'll see yeah see how it all plays out and you know so much of this jockeying goes on behind the scenes and we may never know exactly how it's all worked out yeah um but this is what you know we're hearing from a from a um trustworthy source that this is a big concern yeah yeah so uh nothing on the trials or on the uh hearing side of things just yet? No, nope, nothing
0: on the judge's page yet. Okay. Just
1: waiting. I don't think thought... there's going to be something. Yeah. Well, I... We're just going to reschedule all of these things. See you later, like there was a couple of weeks ago.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and this is a last minute hearing.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. This so was there's something
0: scheduled yesterday.
1: So there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. But will we get to know what that reason is? yeah yeah so too much dirty behind the scenes stuff going on here, guys. Yeah, there sure
0: is, so yeah, hopefully, I was hoping by 10 a m. in the morning they wouldn't be running
1: too far behind. Well, you know that they're having some kind of closed door conversation right oh, now. I'm sure I'm sure, very frustrating.
0: that's there's been way too much of that in this case.
1: Oh yeah, oh, Tara, what we were talking about is a very big issue is the cost of this trial. And what we're hearing is that no counties want to take it because of the expense and that Fremont County likely cannot afford to pay anyone else to hold this trial. We don't know what's going to happen. We know one one option would be to sequester a jury and bring them in. From other parts Um, of the state. Yeah. Yeah. From somewhere else. But we don't know.
0: I would Uh, think if you were going to do that, You'd pull a jury pool, uh, jury, jury pool from, like, Coeur d'Alene, you know, from, yeah. like, the most uh, northern reaches of the state. Right. I
1: mean. The furthest but, from here. No mm-hmm. kidding. But I don't yeah, think... Yeah, I, I, uh, I would think so, too. But, I mean, this is an internationally followed case. I just don't know you're going to find a whole jury that's never heard of it. But, yeah, yeah
0: we'll see. A, a friend of ours has just been called the grand jury duty in their state. And... <laughs> I was so jealous because I would actually love to serve on a jury, but Christy and I were laughing last night. Can you imagine, uh, you know, going on the stand for a a jurors interview and having them ask you, uh, you know, what you do for a living and (laughs) tell them I'm a true crime podcaster.
1: (laughs) Oh, pretty sure we would be immediately excused.
0: We've put out around 300 episodes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah would be mostly nice well, to get called today, DeBalvalo so that you could go to the stand and say, oh, we've done, I don't know, around 60 episodes so far on this case. <laughs> <laughs> Do I think I could be a fair juror? Oh, hell no.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not. I did get called for jury duty once. And we live in a fairly, you know, this is a small community. Yeah. And... Okay. So I'm there and I'm a social worker. So I'm like, I'm probably going to know something about somebody and not be able to. And who do they mention? <laughs> but Katie's husband's cousin. Yeah. Criminals. <laughs> like
0: one side of my husband's family, are they're just straight up criminals. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they, they are. And uh, so they asked me, well, you know, I unfortunately, you know, one of the defendants is actually a, a cousin of my brother-in-law and do you think that you could be unbiased and th- this guy is a serial domestic abuser and a real a real jackass mm-hmm. and so I said no I'm sorry I know way too much about what's going on in this family there's no way that I yeah. can be impartial and so they <laughs> excused me I totally expected it to be on the side of I'm a social worker you know no it was actually yeah oh. An in-law relative—I don't know what you call that—but
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you also work domestic violence uh,
1: in the community, and so of course you were going to know. Right, I did. So, yeah, I can't imagine that that you or I will ever actually make it onto a jury. No, for these reasons. But yeah, oh, a grand totally. jury—I would be—I so, would love to be on a grand jury. Oh, be so too. interesting.
0: Me too. So secret
1: too. grand juries, man—they get all the tea they get all right. the info on a case which would be really oh, yeah. cool
0: wow but no something about where the sun is that just changed and i'm like i saw like, that all of a I, sudden i feel like i'm uh oh, you're glowing i i oh i thought maybe it was my mug and the light shining through it oh it was look oh. when i moved it <sighs> Wow, well, and I if you want to look all me. angelic
1: just shift that mug Oh, <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> well, and then I moved the mug and hit a singing bowl that's sitting next to me and made a claim. Oh, so sorry about all my crazy noise. I've got a, a big bowl sitting next to me. Oh,
1: yeah, you do. I probably shouldn't. It probably hurts my sound quality. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually might help. It might, I don't know. That might absorb some of your... I, I have enormous
0: echo. bowls on both sides of me, actually. Because <laughs> why put your things away when you can leave them all
1: on your desk? Right. <laughs> well, if you could see how many stones are on my desk right now, you would laugh your ass off. So. Oh, yeah. Lots of that. Oh, and a new deck I got. Oh, my God, you guys. Ooh.
0: It's going to be for tonight for the Psychic Hour to play with, but I'll show you since we have a minute. Ooh. This is called The Seasons of the Witch.
1: Ooh, fun. The an
0: Oracle. This is the uh-huh. coolest deck. I just have to show you one thing about it that I think makes it the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Look at the gilding!
1: Oh my gosh, it's
0: red. Have You ever seen that? No. They're always gilded in gold. This yeah. is gilded in red metallic. It that is
1: beautiful. Is so
0: cool. But wow. anyway, this author also has uh, a season of the witch uh, winter solstice deck and Beltane deck. Oh. And I shall have all of them, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, so tonight on the Psychic Hour, I am going to read with this deck, and it's going to be fun.
1: Ooh, and you're so going to
0: like it. You want to be
1: there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, it's Chad Daybell who has court today. This was just scheduled yesterday. It is a, a a status conference, and so we don't really know what it's about. Oh, there's nothing. We're, really we're live. Oh, yay! Yeah. Okay.
0: Or or oh, okay. Let's see, you guys. I'm going to try to
1: be sure to add. Click on the share audio. That's where I always fail on these things.
3: In economy, I just wanted to discuss with council uh, a few issues. I would note there were some filings that went into the case today by the state, a motion to sequester the jury and a response in support of the defendant's motions to change venue. Uh, Well, it was a response to, not in support of a response to the motion to change venue. And what I want to talk about counsel, is just basically lining out where you think we are in terms of our hearings uh, set on October, I think it's October 5th, next Tuesday with these latest motions. Um, Mr. Pryor, have you received the latest motions filed by the state? And if so, when did you receive those? Judge, I received those uh, to my email at approximately 6 o'clock last night.
4: Unfortunately, uh, I had some other obligations that I had to to address, and I didn't get an opportunity to review those until uh, approximately 7 o'clock this morning when I started my workday. I did have a chance to review all of those, Uh, So, unfortunately, it was at 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, I can't address why the state waited until uh, uh,
3: the last hour to file these things, but they can explain that. Okay, I guess what I'm wondering is there's a a motion to sequester jury, which really um, is part and parcel of the issue, I think, relating to venue. Is the state intending to argue and have that heard and considered on Tuesday, or will that be scheduled for hearing on another time?
2: Your Honor, we would like to. uh, And and the reason why is what, uh, with our filings, you'll see that what we've essentially laid out is, uh, while we do believe we can pick a a fair and impartial jury in Fremont County or Madison County, um, we're not for for purposes of, of avoiding appeals we're not going to object to a uh, to a change of venue, but we are asking the court to follow statutory procedure uh, that's allowed to take that jury and bring them back to Fremont County. Uh, we have a lot of reasons uh, to do so. And, and so part and parcel of that is a sequestration of the jury uh, helps provide for uh, uh, the fairness of the jury trial to both sides. Okay, uh,
3: with that in mind, this motion to sequester kind of does play into that. Mr. Pryor, do you have any objection to us, including argument on that and hearing that on Tuesday? I do judge. Uh, The court's well aware that in order to have a motion, the state is required to give
4: me seven days notice. So in order I have an adequate amount of time to uh, reply, I don't consider six o'clock last night, adequate notice for a hearing that's scheduled for next Tuesday state wants to file a motion to shorten time and an order requesting the court to shorten time, I'd like to have that made as part of the record. My concern is this, judge, is although I agree that the court has the option, and it's the option, to bring a jury in and and engage in that sort of procedure, uh, my my argument is simply this, judge, is this change of venue motion has been set for a significant amount of time, a significant amount of time. And I provided copies of my exhibits a significant amount of time ago. And then just before three business days, actually, uh, two business days between the hearing and today, uh, the state decides to file a 17-page response. And it's, it's labeled with a number of things that uh, they claim are accurate. And obviously, I strongly disagree with their assertions in that response. But to, to then say, oh, by the way, we're gonna also bring the jury in and we wanna do it this way and and, and make argument on that point. Uh, They don't get to do that. And and if if the court wants to shorten time, obviously I have to defer to the court's wisdom. But they're agreeing to a change of venue. So now the issue is a two-pronged issue. The venue change, they're agreeing to change venue. At this point, the court has to decide where the, the case gets changed to and what location. So my feeling is simply this, is the court can hear the evidence, I've already relayed to the court that that evidence is going to be relatively brief, assuming I don't engage and there's no issues with the evidentiary issues that I I don't anticipate there being, but it should be relatively brief, less than a half a day for, I think, both sides. And at that point, if the court wants to hold off and and not make a decision until they hear Mr. Wood's argument on, on the other matter, but to put me in a position, Judge, for a a hearing that is of significant importance to everyone and say two days before two business days before the hearing, by the way, you're now going to have to spend the rest of the weekend preparing for your argument on moving it and bring juries in and and to from another place or another location and I'll have to dress address that legal issue in a short period of time, obviously, Mr. Wood and Miss Blake's brief was uh, well-prepared, and it took them some time to put that together. That 17-page brief did not take a day or two to put together. They've had that for a significant amount of time. And and with with all due respect, everybody judge, it's a little bit of grandstanding, it's a little bit of game playing, and I don't appreciate it. So I am am
3: vehemently opposed. Mr. Pryor, I I think you are maybe jumping to a conclusion about game playing and grandstanding there. These things happen sometimes, and this is the reason why Call the called a status conference to determine what we're doing Tuesday, basically. That's the, the question. So, uh, Mr. Wood, there's been an objection on the motion to sequester that it's not filed timely. Uh, what's your response on that
2: in terms of when you think a hearing would be appropriate on that motion? Well, I'd, I'd like to address these accusations that Mr. Pryor has made. Uh, as the court knows, the state has a standing objection to, way, to the way this case is proceeding. And just for purposes of the record and with and with all due respect to the court's prior ruling, we do not feel it's appropriate to be having a hearing that affects the trial rights of Mrs. Vallow Daybell and not have her be present. Chad Daybell has waived his right to a speedy trial. This whole hearing shouldn't be happening. Now, obviously we'll defer to the court. That's the court's decision and we'll follow whatever the court does. We had a hearing just last week on that issue. So quite frankly, Your Honor, we've been working on, uh, moving down the path that we feel is going to uh, lessen appeals and which protects both the defendant's rights. Um, now, obviously, the court ruled against us. That's fine. That's that's in the court's discretion. So, this idea that we've just been sitting on some position or sitting on some some brief, uh, he, he has no right to make that accusation. He doesn't know what he's talking about, and I, I feel we have the right to address that. Uh, there's no re- reason to come into a court proceeding and act like that. So having said that, Your Honor, um, we I would just simply make an oral motion to shorten time. I think it's absolutely appropriate and where it dovetails into the arguments for publicity, pretrial publicity and publicity of, uh, and jurors being affected by the publicity, I think it's absolutely appropriate. And I do wanna clarify our position. What we're saying is we're not objecting to a, a Change of venue, but we do, but we are specifically in the sense that we're asking for the jury or the judge, for the court, if they are going to change venue, to bring that jury back to uh, to this county. We've read it uh, referred to as a partial change of venue uh, in another case, um, and and I'm not going to get into arguing why we think that needs to happen here, uh, but I, I there's no rule on when we have to file a response. Uh and so I I I just disagree with Mr. Pryor saying it's a midnight filing or or something to that effect. Uh he still has plenty of time to, to read over it, to look at it, to go over our position. Um and so I, yes, Your Honor, we're gonna make an oral motion to short, shorten the time for notice on that. We would ask the court to grant that where it dovetails it's it's not a particularly um uh difficult argument to make or to adjust to.
4: Judge, quite frankly, the uh, uh, the representation that I'm in some way uh, absolutely wrong, I would refer to their response and where they actually commented on the evidence that's going to be presented in the jury in their response. And I can't quote which paragraph it is, but when, when a prosecutor starts commenting on evidence and the accuracy of the evidence as it relates to my client, if you want to talk about inappropriate, that's highly inappropriate. Now, uh, I know this is a procedural issue and I didn't mean to get in an argument with Mr. Wood and Ms. Blake. So I, I guess I'm gonna stop at that point and, and let's do what we were supposed to do as part of this hearing. Well, oh,
3: okay. Before the court then is a motion to shorten time. And that would be as to a motion that um, landed in case today, motion to sequester jury. The court has reviewed that motion, it's four page motion. It relates directly to the issues that are part of change of venue consideration. And a couple of things, I guess I'll note, Um, we've had the change of venue hearing set for a long time. That's not gonna be moved. That's next week on Tuesday. The court does find these are issues that are directly related to consideration there to the extent you feel you may be prejudiced by not having enough time, Mr. Pryor. I'm going to allow argument on that, but I would have the option potentially to allow you some additional response time after the hearing, if you think you need that, but I'll allow the state to argue this motion to sequester jury as part of the change of venue proceedings. I guess another thing I'll point out um, as I read it, I, again, I'm not clear if there's any kind of a stipulation here or not to change venue, Regardless of that, the court, of course, uh, would consider that strongly, but also has to make an independent finding as to whether or not it's appropriate to change venue. And on that issue, uh, counsel and I, I'll just give you kind of a heads up. One of the factors that's being argued that relates to a lot of these motions are the economics of, for example, bringing in jurors versus taking the trial somewhere else. And in order for me to really consider that, I'll just let you know I'll need I'll need some data to look at. I don't know how much it, pro- it could pro- be proposed to cost to sequester jurors for an extended time versus costs of uh, security and sheriff's fees maybe incurred if Mr. Daybell is transported to another jail and those costs are passed on to Madison and Fremont counties. So. Uh, I appreciate arguments will be made on that, but I'll just let everyone know that uh, whether that's going to be a part of the hearing on Tuesday or whether it'll need to be supplemented, um, I've got to be able to look at some facts. If I'm going to make a determination on that right now, I can kind of make some, some guesses, but they'd only be guesses. So I guess I'll just let you know that that's information I think is going to be relevant if that's where we end up going. So with that in mind, I am going to, uh, find that the response that was filed, the 18 page response brief is timely, and that'll be fully considered the motion to sequester. I'll grant a motion to shorten time. So that can be heard and argued on the Tuesday hearing. And then, uh, again, Mr. Pryor, if you feel like that's disadvantaged you because of the timeliness, I may allow additional time for response. So we'll wrap up as much as we can on the Tuesday, Wednesday hearings, assuming goes into the second day. And uh, I'll allow that argument by the state. And Judge, I would make
4: one request that if it's Mr. Wood and Ms. Blake's position to submit economic information, I would prefer not to have that uh, 12 hours before the hearing on Tuesday. That would be my preference is not to drop that on me uh, Monday night at six o'clock before a Tuesday hearing. Uh, Again, uh, I wanna make a record that I've been clearly disadvantaged in this regard with these 17 page briefs and this motion Uh, At such a short time and I have a I have a procedural problem with an oral motion
3: to shorten time so having made that record uh thank you your honor okay and I I guess I'll note that there's a legal determination on is there going to be a change of venue and then the next step if that is determined to me gets into the logistics and uh, I don't know that everybody can and could be prepared with logistics, because that would be largely determined on what the court says we're we're doing in terms of either bringing in a jury if we do that, or taking the trial somewhere else, or potentially the court finding uh, that there's not enough of a showing to take it out of Fremont County, at which point uh, we wouldn't need to go through any of that information. So I foresee the chance there may be a need for future submission of information after the hearing, and uh, certainly would allow all parties an adequate opportunity to do that before we pin down the logistics of when and where this may happen. Judge, my
4: understanding on the pleadings from Mr. Wood and Ms. Blake is that they are agreeing to a change of venue and I'm agreeing to a change of venue. So I think that issue is resolved. Mr. Wood and Ms. Blake, and I don't wanna necessarily speak for them, desire a, uh,
3: a, a solution that's different from my solution. So I think okay, Mr. Mr. Pryor, I don't know that it's fully resolved. Even if you stipulate, the court still has to say, why are we doing this and find that it complies with the statute. So there still has to be a legal determination, even if there's a stipulation. Okay. So, and, and again, I, I may full well agree with you. I, I still need to hear some reasoning and facts on the record that justify that change of venue. Cause of course the presumption is not to do that, but if we need to do that, the rule uh, under 29, or I'm sorry, rule, criminal rule 21A, I have to make a finding that I'm satisfied that a fair and impartial trial cannot be held in the county. And so just, uh, just because both sides say that I may well agree, but I want to know what that's based on. And I think that should be part of the focus of your arguments on Tuesday. If you do have an agreement on that issue. Thank you. Okay. I think that, probably covers what we need to in terms of the status conference for today. Um, Council, let me just get your thoughts, if you may, on on whether or not you think we'll be going into Wednesday on this hearing given these latest developments. Mr. Uh, Wood, what are your thoughts on whether or not you think we could do this in a day on Tuesday?
2: I think we can. Um, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen in court. I guess that's why, uh, but uh, I I, do th- I think we can.
3: Okay, thank you, Mr. Pryor. Your thoughts there?
4: Yeah, Judge, I anticipate, uh, and I agree with Mr. Wood uh, that I anticipate that we will not go beyond the day. I, frankly, I, I'm almost anticipating a half day hearing is what I I'm expecting.
3: All right, I appreciate that, and I'll just let you know that if we're if we're going long in a day um, on that type of thing, my preference would be to go late versus stop and do another hour, for example, the following day. I think it's just more economical to finish it out if we if we need to get into the evening so I'll alert the staff at the courthouse that there's a potential we may go late on Tuesday if necessary and uh, I'll just give give all parties that opportunity to address that if we get near the end of the day how you want to proceed okay uh, I think that'll be all we need to cover for this afternoon then until we bring up more matters on Tuesday anything else for this afternoon this morning then Mr. Wood.
2: Not from the state, Your Honor.
3: All right. Mr. Pryor, anything further?
4: Not from the defense, Your Honor. Thank you.
3: Okay. Thanks for your appearances this uh, this morning, and we'll see everybody again on Tuesday. Thank you, Your Honor. You're welcome. Thanks for your appearances as well.
1: And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. God, John Pryor, have you no shame.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stop laughing about the prosecutor being like, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he shouldn't come into court and act like that, and that is not called for.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, it's always about paperwork. And getting picked on, and I only read it at 7 a.m. Well, so you read it, you jackass. You know, like, what's last the last big deal? Night. <laughs> And
0: Law and Order was on. I didn't have time to watch or to read it.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, wow. But this is very interesting because this is exactly what we said was going to happen, yeah. which is that they're talking about sequestering a jury and bringing them in rather than moving the case. And I, and I think they're going to find it probably will save the money, but we'll see.
0: Rebecca has a really interesting question. I do not know the answer to this. Hmm. She said, if the trial moves to another county, will this judge stay on or will
1: it be a new judge? I believe it will be this judge. He is the district court judge him. that is okay. assigned to this case. So I believe it will continue to be the same judge. Okay. So, yeah, I think it'll be all the same players, just in a different place. And that's why they're saying, why don't we just bring a jury in rather than take everybody and have to house defendants in other places and stuff. Because Breyer
0: wants it to move closer to him.
1: Right. Well, and you know, I mean, I think it's very interesting what the prosecutor said about. You know, we were arguing to not do it this way, which is why we didn't have that prepared, because we came to the judge and said, we think we need to stop everything until Lori is capable of standing trial because these decisions are being made without her. Now, they're not really because her attorney is there. Yeah, he just doesn't have much of a say. He doesn't, but I mean, he's present. And so there is at least awareness of what's happening. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they're talking about this before they're talking about severing the cases.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, honestly, I think that now Means, of course, would have something to say. Gamesmanship, your honor. Gamesmanship. But, you know, I I don't think that Archibald will. Honestly, I feel like some of this stuff he's going to roll with. But I know, I'm sure the prosecutor's going, we're going to redo this shit. Once Lori's spiffed up and ready to come to court, we're going to be back in court re-talking about this same stuff because right. they
1: have not had their piece of the pie. Right. But. And that's a very, I I think it's a valid point. And he was mm-hmm. saying, we are trying to prevent appeals mm-hmm. by not moving forward until she is com- competent to stand trial. And yeah. that's a, re- it's a valid point. Like, mm-hmm. why are we making these decisions now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Apparently, because yeah. Pryor really, really wants us to. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he is actually an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just don't even know. Like, like 90% of that um, was just stupid stuff that didn't even need to be said. And that's why I don't think it's going to only take one day to do this next week. Oh, because either. Pryor's going to pontificate about, you know, the paperwork forever. Oh, huh. You know, it's really interesting.
0: Back when he had means to trick and manipulate into saying all this shit, he didn't. He sat back and let means do it. And I always thought he agrees with this. He's just not the one saying it. He's firing means up because he's easy to manipulate and getting him to say all of this stuff. But he doesn't have that anymore. So he has to be the one. Clutching yeah. the pearls and out on the, you know, the, the main stage with this stuff. But <laughs> he, when he had means in his pocket, he didn't have to do that.
1: No, no, that's very true. I think that's a good point. And if they were both present for these things, ugh. oh goodness. Lord, help us!
0: <laughs> right. Well, so we were joking in uh, the chat room during this. Uh, what did we call this last night? We said we were ready for yet another belligerent turd circus. That's what we, we call these uh, hearings, and. We were joking that we really need to uh, come up with some kind of prior bingo game, yeah, for these yeah. proceedings. <laughs> it's uh, certain words like Christy said voluminous can be the uh, the center square.
1: <laughs> I will never forget the voluminous hearing. That was it was an <laughs> epidemic. All of the attorneys were saying it. After a while, <laughs> so weird. I can't imagine when they got off um, that meeting, they were like, "What." What? What was it with that word? What? what why did I like, keep saying voluminous? It was like they were all hypnotized, and the only word they could say was voluminous. It was so uh-huh. great! <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: Oh my goodness! We also said that I, uh, you know, prior. Uh, he's in the right uh, field because he, uh, you know, he likes to put up the dramatics that he had
1: two choices: it was this or Hollywood. Yes, it is absolutely true. I loved your idea for uh, Law and Order Idaho. Also, I thought that was very. Law and Order, Idaho, starring
0: John Pryor, the highly offended, pearl clutching, toad faced defense attorney.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. That You're is so mean. perfect. <laughs> but my gosh, and and it's very true. And we've talked about this so many times that he does these things because this is all he's got. Mm-hmm. How how is he going to defend Chad Daybell? Seriously, what is Chad's defense? just blame it on the other people that were involved. I mean, mm-hmm. the children were buried on his property,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, not very far from the back door of his house. So let's get real here. Yep. You know, that. Yep. the idea that he didn't know anything and didn't even know the kids were there. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're going to be able to prove, they already can prove that that's not true. Uh. But yeah, I mean, he's got to do the procedural stuff because that's all they've got. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, Kimberly said, "I'll play that game." Me too. I mean, it's bingo or a drinking game, and court starts at nine. You guys, I just think that by noon we'll all be tipping
1: over. So I, it's I think be it game better game be bingo. bingo. Maybe we maybe we'll make us a graphic, and uh, we'll post we'll it so that. you guys can. Yeah.
0: yeah, if you have suggestions, make sure that we know yeah. them. Obviously voluminous, uh, mm-hmm. highly inappropriate.
1: Highly has to inappropriate. Be
0: highly inappropriate. Jen.
1: Actually, there's a lot mm-hmm. of actually going on.
0: Lots of actually. Yeah. There's also, you know, some of the Judge Brown nosing, you know.
1: Your Honor. I mean, I know that you know this, Your Honor, because you are very astute. There's another way to use it.
0: Yes. Oh, quite Quite honestly, honestly, honestly. Rebecca says yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Seriously, I think we can make this game.
0: I think so too. This is happening.
1: Yep. Club soda shots (laughs) for me. Yeah, me too, man. Me too at 9 a.m., man. 9 o'clock in the morning. Yikes. (laughs)
0: Yes, quite honestly. That's a big one. Quite honestly, judge.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: But <laughs> okay, I couldn't get over uh, Jim Archibald.
1: <laughs> I, I, mean, said I want in the all chat bubbles that, for him, man. <laughs> right?
0: I said in the chat, I think Jim Archibald can't think he, can't stop thinking about what he wants to have for lunch because <laughs> the, the look on his face was just like, well, I'm here, but I'm not here. I have to be also- here. Where the hell is that Mark fuck, Means man? guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. you could see what was rolling through his head. He's like, hmm. So, oh, did I remember to take the trash can out to the road this morning? Uh, yeah.
1: You know. Did I leave the oven on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he's Tacos just thinking. Tacos or pizza. Oh, uh, my God, John Pryor. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> Is assessment, I wonder I'm if sure. He
0: has ever worked with prior in the past. I'm I'm doubting it because they're on the other side of the state. But mm. I do wonder.
1: Or means. Because can you imagine <laughs>
0: what he thinks of Means? I'm guessing that behind the scenes, Archibald is putting means through law school. You know, that uh, he he's educating is. the hell out of him. No. Yeah. not roll his eyes or shake his head? He did a little of that today. He got a little more fired up than usual.
1: Every once in a while, he cracks. Mm -hmm. He's so stone-faced. And then every once in a while, you see something. You're like, yeah, not even Wood could, you know, have a poker face through
0: this. (laughs) He's like, all right, that's it. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: You heard someone mention that Daybell's children claim claimed the remains were those of pioneer children? I've not heard that. It wouldn't totally
0: not... surprise me,
1: but... I've not heard that either, but holy crap. It but they does were sound trying like... to
0: float the idea of a second pet cemetery.
1: They sure were. Yeah, that's very interesting. Huh. I've not heard that.
0: But, come yeah, on, Yeah, he's guys. probably wondering
1: what he got into. Yeah, I'm sure
0: Pioneer was. children wouldn't be wrapped in duct tape.
1: Yeah, and, and trash bags.
0: Yeah. Did I turn my curling iron off? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. It yeah. wouldn't
0: surprise me, uh, William at all because they
1: have been grasping real hard for anything. You oh, know? they have. The the interview with them was just crazy. The reasons for these things that could possibly be. And and if mm-hmm. our dad was gonna bury these children, he would definitely have done a much better job, which I was like, I'm not sure that's something you actually want to say that that's the excuse Hmm, that's the defense
0: he's a professional he would have yes. he would have understood that six feet is
1: the uh the minimum and yeah yeah yeah. well then he wouldn't have done it here there and she emma there's all this land out here i'm like well maybe we need to be out there with some gpr then because are there more bodies like right? you're implying that your dad you know yeah they
2: but also. yeah the they really think
1: is-
0: doesn't belong to your dad you know now there is some public land out there I'll give you that Mm -hmm. there's some beautiful public land out there around the river Mm -hmm. but uh hmm you know ever since uh well court last year in June we've been asking the question who was the realtor and where was the piece of land that they were looking at and we think we know but mm-hmm. we actually, uh, we're in the process of verifying that. We should actually be able to fully answer that question, uh, at least about what piece of land it was that they were looking at. And if we yeah. can ever finally get that, we'll go get some footage of it and share it with you guys. But sure. we think we're really close to actually having a full answer there.
1: We think we know who the realtor was too, but we're, yeah, we're not quite sure we do, but we can't.
0: Working on verifying that piece. Yeah, We couldn't last year because it hit a little too close to home for, uh, we think, the realtor.
1: But anyway,
0: yeah. <laughs> we're working on that piece. Yeah. Now they've had a year to grieve.
1: Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah. Kimberly, yeah. Weren't there a lot of plastic bags in Pioneer Tomes? Right, yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Not even. It would be interesting, William. I really want to know. Because
0: mm-hmm. uh, one of the couples that was involved with the Daybells, uh, and that, and the PAP group and all that stuff. They had actually already purchased a large piece of land in Chester. And Chester is a little tiny uh, community in Fremont County, probably, oh, I don't know, 10 or 15 miles away from where Chad lived.
1: Yeah, not very far.
0: Not very far. They had already purchased a plot of land that they were laying out for tent cities. Yeah. So that was already in the works. But uh, Chad, we think wanted a piece of land on the river down by his house that would be, uh, you know, tent city worthy. So anyway, we really want to find out we might be able to get, uh, you know, we should at least be able to get some drone footage of it, if not some uh, hands-on footage, but anyway, we're working on it. That's something I've just, I've Mm -hmm. been really curious
1: about that. I want to answer that question. I know, you know, and, and the scary thing is, is that all of that implies that there were quite a few people in our community that were on board with this. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're not saying they're on board with the murders. They're on board with these concepts. Yeah. And we don't know if they've just gone on without him. If they've completely dropped that, we don't know.
0: Right. Um.
1: But it is something, you know, really for us locally to be aware of is that we've got people living around us with these beliefs Mm -hmm. you know I mean I'm not saying they would take it to the extreme of murdering people but no it is still concerning
0: right like did this uh scare them all off from all these ideas of you know zombies and levels of levels of goodness or badness and all of that stuff Uh, I know that for some of them it scared them straight because they didn't want to get kicked out of the church yes you know a lot of people that were involved in this got really uh afraid that this could cost them their standing uh in the l d s church it could cost them their temple recommends, and they took a big step back because of that um right, you know because here it's not just uh your faith, it's also social
1: suicide it to is.
0: get kicked out of the Mormon church,
1: yeah, that's Ooh. a huge deal. You lose your entire community, yeah, yeah um, or or leave, you know, like we did,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. You know, if, if you get thrown out, not by choice, uh that's, yeah, you could lose your community. Hell, you could lose your job because a lot mm-hmm. of the people that live around here work for the LDS church because they work for the college.
1: Yeah, they work for that university. Mm-hmm. Or you could lose your job just because people around you find out. You mm-hmm. could lose your family. You could lose everything. 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 Yep. I mean, honestly, our parents had stepped away, but they did not talk about that at their jobs at all.
0: No. No, because that, again, social suicide. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, facet of all of this for sure.
1: It, it did it is.
0: Chad apply to put a concrete base for a caravan over the place where the children were buried? Yeah, he did.
1: He sure did, yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, and there things. was actually, he had applied first of all with the county uh to put a mobile home like a manufactured home on his property back on that second acre because it's two acres of land so Mm -hmm. on the second acre that back plot where yes the kids are buried were buried first he applied to put a manufactured home there and the county said no because uh of zoning that violated zoning so then he had put in some inquiries there was a guy who uh Yeah, had gone out there and given him a bid. And where he wanted to put the cement pad made no sense. Like if you want a cement pad for your RV, you usually want that on the edge of your property, you know, where you can back it in and keep it when you're not using it. But he wanted it clear out in the middle of his property in a spot that made no sense at all. And that guy thought that was really weird. Like it was a very specific, it has to be right here kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that did happen. And so they didn't do it. Yeah. Very clearly, you know, yet again, trying to cover his crime. Mm -hmm. Mr. I didn't know the children were buried in my yard. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure you didn't. Yeah.
0: Wild. Well, at any rate, there you have it. That was, uh, that was interesting.
1: Yes, it was. It was very interesting. And uh, it, it, it absolutely, confirmed what we've been talking about uh, last night and today about the financial aspect of this and the logistics of it and how they would possibly do it. Mm Yep. Yep.
0: That's definitely, yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested for Tuesday. Very interested.
1: Yeah. It's going to be an interesting, interesting day. We'll be right here, live streaming the whole thing. You know, we will.
0: And we'll be back tonight at 8 p.m. Mountain for the psychic hour. So we're excited to be uh, with your brand new cool cards with my brand new cool cards. So excited. Yeah. So that is coming up. So thanks for being here, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Go have something great for lunch, just like we know Archibald was gonna. (laughs) And it wasn't a closed hearing. Right, Fran? For once. Yes. Thank you, William, so much, our honor. and Thanks, everybody. So we'll see you soon. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye,
1: Bye guys.